Podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me, as always, the lovely and talented, funny and vivacious, founder, CEO, and resident mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning, Dan Ledbetter. Did I sense a hesitation in that description line? Well, there, I, I can always edit it out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what part of me are you hesitating about? Well, you know, it's funny because I... There are times I try to keep this as off the cuff as possible. You know, I right. want to keep it spontaneous. And yeah. so I try to throw in different adjectives. And then, <laughs> like, there are points where I, I go, oh, I used, I used that one, I used that one, I used that one. And, and then the rapid fire uh, synapse in my brain, it's like sometimes there's a hiccup. Yeah. So that's what the that's what the has it is that not. A, that it, was a brain hiccup. Cool. It, it was. It was not in any way a reflection of okay. you. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that you are vivacious. Yes, I can. there is no confirmation available. Oh my gosh! You know how it is though. You you connect uh, certain words to certain people. Like, you know, I don't have a lot of nicknames out there, but there are maybe uh, ten or twelve people in my life who call me by a nickname. But literally, that person never varies. They always call me by that nickname. Oh, really? It's like, it's, I don't know. I've always thought about this. So interesting because Priscilla, people typically call you Priscilla. Right. Yes. So, you know, it's so funny though, but you know, your friend and mine, Kenny Ott. Yes. Without fail, always calls me Prisca. He calls you Prisca? Yeah. You've never heard that? I've never heard him call you Prisca before. Oh, that's like a Greek diminutive of Priscilla. That's like actually, wow. you know, like the original name. But anyway, and my, my dad called me that here or there, and I don't know, it's stuck. There's some people. I had Kelly Bell. You know her? She calls right. me P. Hey, P. Really? <laughs> yeah. She, it's just so funny, you know, and I can go down the list. But other than that, everybody calls me Priscilla. So maybe you have certain adjectives that are wow. you have ascribed to me, and that's it. They're, you know, maybe you can't change your brain at this point. I guess I, you know what's funny? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have a nickname for you. I feel left out. You do? Well, you, you, you work on it. Aren't I you? will. I'll, I will work we'll on it. What's your, what's your personal favorite that you have? Oh, I do like Prisca. Prisca? That's actually good. It sounds like a sparkling wine that you would order uh, for oh. breakfast. <laughs> well, light and refreshing. I like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so now, you, now you're getting new adjectives. Right. I am. I am. Next, next week, I'm going to be so on point. <laughs> Promises, promises, on point. What are we doing here? Well, hey, speaking of on point, I've got a question for you, and this is something that I have personally been struggling with, and being that you are uh, the closest friend I have in the marketing industry, maybe you can help me. Okay. So here's the deal. I do social media work with this uh, nonprofit. They do transformational trainings and uh, business leadership trainings for corporations and for mm -hmm. youth and for pastors and for uh, individuals who are either stuck in life or are trying to get to that next level. Well, I handle all their social media, and something I've been wanting to do is a call-to-action item on Facebook, uh, Ooh, yeah. something like that. And for the life of me, I just can't figure out what I want to call to action. What What's the information I want to garner? I'm, I am totally stuck, and I'm usually never stuck for some idea, but I figure mm -hmm. since I'm going through this, I, I should throw it at the feet of the, uh, the legendary <laughs> uh, Priscilla McKinney. Okay, also known there, as here comes Prescott. these adjectives again. Yeah, they okay, are well, legendary. Let me, let, me, let me dig a little deeper before I answer the question. All right. So are, is it truly that you don't know what to write, or is it that you feel funny writing a call to action? Hmm. There's two two really big things that go on with call to actions, and one is more that 
you in the don't know category, we should talk about, you know, unpack that a little bit. I don't know who my audience is and I don't know what they really want. And I don't know what I need them to do to be profitable or to be engaged or whatever. You know, there's a lot of lack of clarity there. The other one is where people feel bad about asking for what they want or need, even if in this case as a nonprofit that is a counseling driven, you know, type of transformational healing thing. Right. Even in asking for stuff, people still carry with them all this baggage of, you know, what we've heard in the past were typical call to actions. Act now, it's only nineteen ninety five or but wait, right. there's more. And it feels very salesy and you feel like you're manipulating people and so there's a lot of bad feelings around call sure. to actions. Sure. So we can unpack either one or let's unpack both of them. But I'm kinda curious, maybe as we go through it, where where are you stuck with it? That's that's a great that's a great question. I think I think for me it's mostly I I just don't know what information mm-hmm. would be the most beneficial to the company. I I mean, it's, you know, I, could, I guess I could ask, like, what specific areas, you know, in your relationships do you need mm-hmm. transformation? Or I, I don't know. I, okay. I, I'm just I'm just at that point where I'd like to be laser focused on the information that I want to garner. And then at a second level, what am I going to do with that information once I get it? Okay. All right. Well, this is funny because I just had an experience that's kind of similar to this where I um, put myself in your position just recently. So let's talk through that a little bit. What you're talking about is uh, two things come to mind that we would need to discuss. And you know how I don't like marketing jargon to begin with. I just don't like using "Eh," throwing it around and call to action can be one of those things. Sure. You know, we call them a CTA in the business and it's specifically the point at which you are creating the deal, right? Right. Let's lay out the expectations. If you do this, I'll send you this. If you pay this, this is what you'll get. This, you know, if you call in, you'll spend this much time on the phone. Whatever it is, we're laying it out. This is what I want you to do, right? So that's simply a call to action. But there's two things about it is, first of all, who are you talking to? And I think that there's some work that we do that's very important that's overlooked constantly, and that is the development of personas. Oh, tell, so, me, more, tell me more about that. Whenever you are either writing or you, we talked about it a little bit when we were talking about podcasting about who do I have in mind? Who oh, right, me? right, right, right. Okay. You know, right. and I know that there are outliers and there's all different kinds of people, but I am trying to help the modern entrepreneur or the modern sale, you know, uh, business owner who also is wearing a marketer hat. That's my my main persona. And I have a little picture of her in my case, you know, I've developed a persona, an avatar really about this person. Right. Because it's easier for me to sit down and say, is this valuable to this person? Is this valuable to her? And, you know, you, I kind of go back and forth because I have a little bit of a tricky one. My, the, the persona I'm talking to sometimes is the actual owner, like a a CEO entrepreneur, but sometimes I'm talking to someone who has the decision-making authority of a, of an owner, but they are not the owner. They are basically the marketing manager or sometimes it's high up to be called like a VP of marketing. Hmm. And so I, there are some similarities there, but I've had to break those two personas down so that I can, I can really understand. Sometimes I'm really writing to that owner, and sometimes I'm really writing to that marketing manager. Right? Okay. 
So I think the first thing is personas. Who, and I know this sounds silly to people at, at first. We're like, well, who, why does it matter? Why? I, I literally go get a picture. I just go on the internet and I get a picture of somebody. I'm like, yeah, that's what they look like. You know, I can resonate with that. I can put them in my oh, mind. Okay. I go get a picture. I literally come up with their title. I give them a name, Transformational Tim. <laughs> okay. So this is a guy who is always looking for what's the next thing in, in counseling or in self-improvement or whatever, right? right? right. And you're going to find one that really resonates with you, and you're going to write the story of the person that is an ideal client. So mm. give him a name, give him a title. How many kids does he have? Is he married? Is he Does he have a job? What's the salary that he makes? I mean, just make it up. And then write out a couple of things. And I find a couple of things helpful in writing out um, personas. First of all, I write all of the just quotes this person says to me. So, for example, what I hear all the time from an owner, entrepreneur, is I just don't know if all of the social media is a fad or if it's good for me and I have to get in. Mm. Okay, those are just words that come out of this person's mouth all the time. Right, right. right. So, and I could give you a million of those. I mean, I know, like, I, I'm just writing them down real fast. I know what, because over years, this is exactly what comes out of people's mouth. Okay, so then the next thing I write is what we call psychographics. What are they not telling you? Right? Mm, okay, yeah, like the like the questions they're not asking. Right. You know, with an entrepreneur, if I went and looked at my psychographics for that, I'd probably see in there, I feel stupid. Mm. I'm afraid to ask my employees how to blog. I don't know what a hashtag even is. Mm. I couldn't make a post on Twitter to save my life, you know, or I'm lonely. This is a good thing to know about your persona. Uh, Entrepreneur life is very lonely. I have no peers. Right. Right. So now I'm getting a better picture of this person. Right. So it's what they say, what they're not saying. And then what are some things that are going to make very good wins for them? What are going to be some things that make sense to them? Like, hey, do you need me to break down some of the or demystify some of the social media for you? Would it be helpful if I gave you a quick audit of what platforms you should be on and what you shouldn't? Or is it helpful to you for me to give you some of my expertise that maybe to some might be stupid, but I find very helpful to start at the beginning? Like you, So you're going to basically try and start at the beginning without saying, hey, I know you're stupid, so I'm going to just start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, say, right. Would it be helpful for me to give you some basic expertise I have? Another interesting one I get is someone will say to me, I know I need a new website. Right. I know our website needs an overhaul. What they're not saying to me is, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Please don't open up this website in your browser right now. Mm. It's so awful. And you can, they don't say it, but I'm telling you, I've done this enough times. You open up the web. Well, let's just take a look. Oh my gosh. If the floor could open up and swallow the whole, <laughs> they, they feel awful. And you see their, you see the shoulders go down, the head go down. Right. They're so embarrassed. Like they're cringing. Why, yeah. And that's why some entrepreneurs never ask for help because they're so embarrassed with where it's at. And I know from my persona, the moment I see a horrible, horrible website, what I like to say is, wow, this is so great. And immediately their, you know, their whole pattern is interrupted. They don't know what, what, what's so great about it. They know it's not great. <laughs> so right. They're wondering what I'm thinking. 
And I usually start right there by saying, this is amazing. You have brought the business from the ground up to here. This is so exciting that you are one of the few businesses, entrepreneurs, who are now talking to an agency. I would love to know how you became so successful. And this is exciting for you that now you're going to get professional help with the website. And you're going to have a website that you're going to be so proud of. And it's going to finally be on par with the expertise that you have in your industry. Hmm. And so it basically takes that whole embarrassment out of it. Instead, I make them proud of what they need to be proud of. Right. Listen, the fact that you have money and you're going to be able to plunk it down for a professional to build a website, you should be feeling good about yourself right now. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's great. What a great what a great way to to flip the uh flip the script on that. So that's the way that developing a really good persona, really deep understanding of your audience, how that can help you to communicate with them and get them to a place where now we're open, right? Mm -hmm. So then you're asking yourself, well, what does that have to do with developing a call to action? <laughs> well, when you're deep in that the psyche almost of that person, you know what they need, and so talk to what they need, not necessarily what they say they need. Mm. So think through that person. Who are you writing this call to action for? And the thing is, is that we also get a little intimidated because we're trying to write a call to action that will work for everybody, but that it, it's, there's, it's not possible. You know, so you have, to, you have to be okay with losing a few people in your call to action because, sure. you know, if you say, are you looking to transform your marriage you just lost everybody who's not married, right? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's okay. But now you're getting really specific to it. And you could say, are you ready to transform your marriage? Or you could uh, have understood your persona so much that you could basically say, are you tired of laying in bed next to somebody and feeling so alone? Mm, gotcha. So the first one is saying, that's what I'm telling you. I'm ready to transform my marriage. What I'm not willing to say out loud is I'm tired of laying there in bed next to somebody and I feel like, you know, they're a million miles away. Right, right. So that's a great call to action. And that's why I bring up personas. It's like sometimes people don't, they're sitting there at the blank screen of writing a post and they don't know what to write, you know, because they haven't really thought about who they're writing to. Mm, that's a good idea. That, you know? that actually helps so much. And the other thing is, is that, you know, when in the I don't know category is, do you not know who you're writing to and do you not know what they need to do? What is the first step that they need to do to engage with this transformational company? Mm -hmm. Is it that they just need to download the guide about, you know, what this program looks like? That's what you need them to do. What's that first step? The first step is admitting you need help. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, getting there, the thing is, you may you may have written that thing and, and that person, you know, who is feeling so lonely is going, yes. And then I see this all the time with amateur marketers. They don't follow it up and tell them what to do. They don't solve the problem. Mm. Yes, you got me. You got me. You understand me. Now tell me what to do. Right, exactly. You know, and crappy marketers are the kind, and I take that all with a grain of salt, but, you know, we all are so gun-shy about this because of the infomercial feel. Yes. That we feel like we're going for the jugular when we say, and now for just nineteen ninety five, download this first guide for transformation. Right, <laughs> you know? right. 
But what is that next step if you really are fulfilling a need and it is about having that mentality of helping your the consumer, they do you believe in that product? Is this going to transform their life? Then help them make the first step. There is a real awakening as a business owner when you start realizing how difficult you are making it for people to connect and do business with you. Wow. And when you do not make it clear to a client, what is the next step? How do I engage? Maybe it's a small piece. It doesn't have to be, listen, you know, we're, you know, we're a $180,000 a year retainer or nothing. That's what they're hearing. They're so thinking, oh my, and I, I, I came to this realization when I kept hearing from people, I just can't afford you, or I just don't know if I can afford you. Mm-hmm. You know why they didn't know? Because I wouldn't break it down for them and help them. Oh. <laughs> and that's years ago where rate cards and packages and things <clears throat> like this came from because I had to keep listening to people. I'm like, we have these amazing conversations with people and then I don't hear from them. Right. Well, they're embarrassed because they don't want to insult me. They, they're looking at it going, well, I only have, you know, X amount of dollars to spend in marketing. And they're thinking, oh, this is, these conversations were amazing. So obviously we can't afford her. Hmm. And I realized I was just shooting myself in the foot. And maybe, you know, when you look at those those posts, as simple as it is to making a post on Facebook, that's why marketing on social media, while it may be free, in quotes, yes, it's not easy. Right. Because there's so much behind it. So there's that idea of who is it that I'm talking to? And the next piece is it's it's really what we would call in our industry the sales funnel piece. Um, you know, or platform building or something like that. But where, how am I trying to, I've got the audience there. How am I nurturing them down the sales funnel into actually buying? How do, mm-hmm. how am I, and you hear it all the time. Are you converting people? Is there a, we talk about conversion rates and I, I like to kind of demystify these things. It's as simple as, you know, yes, you got them. You understood who they were, but are you clear about what they need to do? Right. Right. And And then the other question is, did you make it, you know, tempting enough? You know, if you say, and all you need to do is now join this cult. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, people aren't going to do it. Right. Well, say that, but (laughs) there's always one, Dan. Yes, there there is always one. Well, now, here's the question. Do you have any real life uh, examples that you can can show me? Because I'd kind of like to see how the, (laughs) the process started from beginning to end. Not about joining a cult, but I mean, oh, you know. No, no. Well, you know, I did grow up singing in churches wearing matching dresses, so I'm not sure what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, we digress. Do, do we have pictures that we can post on your oh, website? Oh, my gosh. We have pictures. Why would we post them? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I, I'm laughing because this was is so painful to me. Because literally uh, two days ago, I was in a meeting with my upper management and we were all going through the process. We were creating a new campaign for Little Bird Marketing and we were making ourselves be the client to ourselves. Mm, Interesting. And so all of the management, we were in there. And I mean, literally, we had so many of those like glances, like those knowing glances, like, oh, my gosh, is this what our clients feel like? Or, oh, my gosh, why is this so hard? And. But, uh, you know, we were working with a consultant and they were talking about, okay, you know, okay, so let's talk about this campaign. You guys seem that you, you guys are ready. You have all the, we have, you know, all of this stuff here. We have the graphics. We have, we have the whole works. You know, I've written everything else up. So she goes, okay, so who are we pitching this to? <laughs> and it was like total dead silence because we have this problem 
of the morphine of the persona of that owner. And he's a small business owner. He's very interested in the in the bottom line. He's probably a very direct person, really busy. And so I have a very developed pers- uh, persona around this, right? And it's so interesting because for whatever reason in my mind, this persona has always been a male. Right. And he's that kind of quintessential, just like, look, just give me the facts. I'm sorry. So what is this going to cost me? Is it going to do something? They're very results driven. Yeah. Like, what am I going to get for that? Like they don't want this, and they'll say it. I don't want any fancy pants marketing. What I need is sales. On <laughs> so I know a lot of the phrases these guys are gonna say, right? Some of them fit into the good old boys club. Some of them don't. But that persona I have pretty well defined. Then I have basically marketing persona that I work with, and every once in a while this falls over into an owner. It could be an owner's family member. A lot of times it's a spouse. Mm-hmm. So a lot of I, it is a female typically in a smaller, small to mid business. It's like, oh, well, you know, Joan takes care of all that. You know, so you have, the, you know, a couple that's owning something together, but the woman is in charge of the marketing. In my experience, I have come across a lot of females in that VP marketing role. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that persona is very easy to unpack. They're the small to medium business. Um, usually the, what we're talking about here is like really a, a more of a medium business. And in a small town, that can look like a very large business. You know, several million um, marketing is in their title. Their focus, though, is on making their boss happy, sh- proving that they're worth what they're worth in their job, like basically making sure that, you know, their salary is being covered by the, the beautiful work that they do. They have other concerns, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, those two morph for me so much because they a lot of times they have the same problems, but typically the marketing person is more informed than the owner. Right, right. And so, uh, like, literally, I say that long story to say, so this person asked us, okay, who, who are we writing this whole campaign for? Silence. Mm. In the- <laughs> wow. You know, because we're like, we realized that we had written a bunch of stuff and had something in mind. But we never chose the persona first, which is so hilarious because it's what we force our clients to do first. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you have a process. So that could end the podcast. This is why you have a process. Yes, exactly. Drop the mic. (laughs) It's so stupid. Wow. But so we had to sit for a minute and go, okay, really, let's backtrack now. But we did write all of this particular campaign content for that um, VP of marketing, small to large um company mm-hmm. and they really need help they need to see the ROI they we, they need they need us to be helpful more than anything so that's a real life experience to what you're struggling with yeah. from this side and we struggle with it even though we're in a process and even though we bring people through the process all day long it is a process because you have to start at the beginning each time it's important you know that's such a good a good way to look at it and it it's actually, it makes me feel a little bit better about myself. That Oh, I'm that, so glad. <laughs> I know. I feel like I should get a gold star for the day. But it's. I thought it was so cool. Like, you guys even have to sit down and go through that very same process. And you struggle with the very same thing the people that you're presenting it to struggle with. It's like you've got to go, wow, who who are we? Who do we market to? And, and go through that entire process. I think that's, I think that's so brilliant. Well, too many people are going through the marketing process, whether they're opening up a Facebook account or they're writing a blog or they are building a LinkedIn, whatever they, without clarity first. Mm. Mm. I mean, I can't say it enough times. I can't say it to myself enough. Wait, first get clarity. 
why are you writing that? And then go build a platform or do all those things. And, and, and that's why I tell people all the time, it comes down to a lot of times me telling clients what they need to quit doing mm-hmm. and what, what media we need to not buy. Because we have to go first, get clear about what we're trying to do. And then all of those decisions that are very difficult to make, they become so much easier when we go back to the beginning, to the, to the clarity, to the why we're doing it. The who, the what, and what is it we need them to do? Right. right. How do we need to engage, you know, with them? What is the final result? And obviously for me, I want, you know, businesses to work more smoothly, to have a more consistent branding, and basically to become more profitable. Yeah. So, you know, I bring up in our meetings all the time, how was the campaign that we just ran for you more profitable for you? How was it profitable? Let's talk about that. Because if it's not, you know, we really need to re- rethink what we're doing. So the other issue that we mentioned, and currently you're not struggling with this, but the other idea is that people also can feel bad when they're oh, crafting right. a call to action. Right, right. People just in general have a hard time asking for what they want or what they need. Mm. And have you ever had someone come up to you and ask you for something that were very direct? You know, I need, I, I would like for you to do this for me. And you're like, do you ever feel that relief of, wow. It's not this, you know, amorphous, you know, just be my friend, you know, hey, can you do this for me? I need you to show up for me on this day. Right. Oh, how many times have you accidentally missed something? Not maybe accidentally or whatever. You you blew something off because you didn't think it was very important. And then that friend's pretty mad at you. Oh, absolutely. A lot of repercussions from it. Right. In your perception, it was like it was like, hey, come if you want. You know why? Because they probably said, hey, you know, if you're not busy, come on over. Right. And you're thinking, yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. And, and, and they gave you an out. Right, right. You know, instead but of being then, super clear and just saying, hey, can, would you be here at this time? Right. Hey, this is really important to me. I have a couple of business colleagues coming, and I really need you to, you know, to undergird me and, and to be my wingman. Right. That's super. That's way more clear than, hey, if you're not too busy on this date, if you right. don't mind stopping by, could you kind of sort of show right. up? Right, right. And I think we make too many requests to too many people that have too many options. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, if we could get clarity in our own lives and ask our friends and our colleagues, our employees, our employers, every, you know, our clients, whatever, I need you to do this. This one is going to be the important thing. And you get clarity. I think people are very willing to do it. And you could have a much better conversation. Hey, mm. I can't do that. And here's why. But you know what? How about so-and-so comes? Let me try and get so-and-so to come to help you since you have that issue. People really want to help you solve a problem, I'm telling you, but they just don't know how. And that's the same thing that happens in marketing with call to action. People may really want to do business with you, but they don't know how. Mm. You know, if you take even like, for example, a dental office, I mean, you might think, well, what's that? Come in and get your teeth fixed. Right. No, it's not. Maybe it's, hey, I really need you to bring all of your family in and I need preventative care. Maybe I need to make sure that you have, bring, you know, your checkups or, you know, I want you to consider veneers or I want you. I'm, I'm just making something up from a different industry, but you have to see it. You know, I am never asked. So therefore, I never know. Right. <laughs> oh, right. You'd like for me to consider Invisalign? That's you, interesting. I hadn't thought about it. You know, it's so funny. I think that that really is a lost art of asking for what you need. Because there's this, it seems to me, this is just my experience, that there's this pervasive um, 
reluctancy to be clear. And I don't know whether that comes from a fear of rejection or if it's a fear of, of seeming pushy or, or what. You know, it's like saying, hey, I need a ride to the airport at 7.30 a.m. Can you do that for me? Right. Yeah, Instead of, hey, what are you us. doing on Sunday? Right. I don't know if you're anything right. going right. on. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know why that is. I don't know what the, what the, you know, what the internal conversation is. I think it's got to be a little bit of both, a lack of clarity and, you know, a fear of rejection. Sure. But I have another client that is a health food store known for vitamins, known for all kinds of things like that. But what they really need is for people to buy groceries there. Mm. But none of the marketing was geared towards come and buy groceries. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you've got to tell people what you need in order to stay profitable. Right. And in order to increase your market share. And the thing is also to increase the health of someone's life. I want you to try these other products because it will change your life. So it's not, I think you, you ask why people don't do it and why, you know, we, we feel funny asking for what we need and embarrassed for saying that we need help. But it's all of those things that we experience personally translate over and into business if we don't, you know, really evaluate it and follow a process. Mm. And so developing a really well-crafted call to action, there is a real beauty to it when people get clear about what they want to offer how someone would actually take that next step and what's the benefit. And right. it's not as dumb as just like, here is the benefit and you have, I mean, obviously you can nuance it and make it really beautiful. I mentioned to my staff the other day how important it would be for us to put on our schedule to be great business citizens in our town. Speaking of asking for the help you need, mm -hmm. you know, how often do you go out and give great reviews to companies who give you great service. Mm. I would say for me, I I try I try to be very diligent about uh, jumping on Yelp like the either the night of or the day after okay. I've had, you know, an experience. You are an awesome person. Well, thank you. But think about how quickly we are to complain about bad service or things like that. But there are some companies that we work with repetitively who have just delivered and delivered and delivered for us. Mm -hmm. And it is so important to stop. And even if those people aren't asking for that help, sometimes they're just not cognizant enough that that is the help they need. They need rankings to go up. That's how they do their business. And so I talked with my staff about it um, just a while back, and we agreed that we would put time on the calendar just to be great business citizens in our town and to sit down and take 20 minutes, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and just go find a couple of people who've really done a fantastic job for us recently. And I, it didn't mm. have to be, you know, people who we worked with at Little Bird, but even in their own personal life, that's important part of being a good corporate citizen, you know, right, really right. giving people the credit that's due. I said, I don't care if they go find, if they have a Facebook page, give them a review there. If they're on Yelp, go give them a review there. Go find out what, um, based on their platform, where they're looking for a review. Could be Urban Spoon. It could be, you know, whatever it is. Sure. And just be generous with ones. Now, be true, be authentic, and right. really go out and do it. But, but it, it's taking that time to go give businesses what they need. So that might be a perfect plug to ask for a five-star rating on, on iTunes for this podcast. See how uncomfortable that is for people, you know, to ask for what they truly need. And I'd like for you to think about that in your business today and in when you're writing that call to action, Dan, what is it that this company needs in order to be successful and ask mm. for it? 
and just crack up at how hilarious it is, how hard it is for us to ask our clients, our, um, you know, our employees or anybody around us for truly the actual help that we need. Wow. That's really that it, it's so simple, but yet it's, it seems so profound. Right. And, you know, I want to create a, and I've talked about this for a while, like a marketing, a new holiday, you know, cause we need a new holiday. Yeah, we need that was uh, created by marketers. I know exactly. <laughs> what what's the holiday you want to create? I want to create something got to have a catchy name to it, but basically a review day. Like local oh. business day where you 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 know everybody just takes a moment and goes and writes someone a legitimate great review. Hmm. Whether that's on LinkedIn, you know, and, and really, you know, giving someone, you know, if they if they have been an amazing consultant to you or, you know, been the best service provider at your favorite thing. If they're on LinkedIn, go give them not 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 an endorsement, not a think. Okay, yeah, I think you're great. Right. No. Right. Why? Why is this person great? What have they done for me? How have they moved me? You know, and, and you know, your favorite restaurant, you know, Go give them a rating on Urban Spoon. Go give them a rating on Facebook. This is the the money. This is this is the commodity that that we are now exchanging and yes. need in the business world. So let's be mindful of that and give people what they need if they are truly giving us as a company what we need. Well, I you know we ended with these things about reviews and giving five stars and things like that. But what I really like to end on is this idea of a paradigm shift. You at your company, how can you change that um, that thinking is I'm not being salesy and pushing a product on someone. I'm offering a product to someone and I'm making it very easy. How can I make a very easy path for someone mm. who is actively wants to buy from us? How can I clear the way and make it very understandable? How can I help someone today? Right who wants to take that step. And in your case, that's a really great thought process because this is incredibly transformative work. It's something that you know not only benefits that person, it benefits their families around them, it benefits the community ultimately. Absolutely. And so what would block us from helping them make that step and really engaging in a way that, as you said, is transformative? Right, right. Well, Priscilla, this has been amazing. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I should send you a check for $100,000 for all this information. Again, always willing to accept those. Yes, but uh, the check's in the mail. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, of course, we want to hear from you as well as to what uh, what has been your experience with these call-to-action items. Have they worked for you or what's been getting in the way? What's been your stumbling block or your speed bump in getting those done? And, of course, you can always leave a comment on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. So for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, the home of cage-free thinking, by the way, this has been Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.